It's the Acts of the Apostles, a superhero saga where everyday men and women do amazing and incredible things for God, empowered by Jesus and the Holy Spirit. It's this tale of how a mostly small, Jewish, Jerusalem-based community of faith explodes into a multi-ethnic, international movement. It's kind of a big deal. Last week in Acts, we heard about how Peter had a vision where a sheet comes down like a divine tablecloth filled with an all-you-can-eat buffet of surf and turf. But Peter refuses to eat because the foods were unclean. And if he ate ceremonial unclean food, he would be cut off from the temple and therefore cut off from God. But the Spirit tells Peter, rise, kill, and eat. The rules of ceremonial Judaism no longer apply. But why? Why, after thousands of years of Jewish history, can we set these rules aside? Because the purpose of the purity laws was to set the Israelites apart from the nations around them, draw the Israelites into deeper obedience to God, and therefore draw all nations towards God. But we can set those aside now because there is no one that Christ didn't die for. There's no part of anyone that Christ died for. There are no more actions that can fully and forever cut us off from the love of God. Therefore, membership in Jesus isn't based on ethnicity or Torah observance. Membership in Christ's body is simply trusting and obeying Jesus. So if Jesus died for everyone, we should therefore take Christ everywhere and to everyone. And that's where we encounter Paul today. Paul has already made his first missionary journey and is now well into his second. But this time, rather than just following the same path and revisiting old friends, Paul is led by the Holy Spirit to take a new route. Paul obeyed the vision, and I know that's kind of small up there, so you've also got it on your sermon notes page if you're more of a visual learner like me. We encounter Paul on his journey, obeying a vision of a Macedonian man crying out for help. If the Macedonians needed help, then Paul would go to Macedonia. Now, for those of you who don't know where Macedonia is, it's the modern-day northern and central parts of Greece. The Macedonian call resulted in Paul and his companions sailing from Troas to Neapolis, stopping for the night on the island of Samothrace. From Neapolis, they continued on to the Roman colony of Philippi, which was the leading city of the district of Macedonia, which is where we find him today in Acts chapter 16. This area is still known today as the gateway to Europe. Up until this point in history, the gospel has been limited to Jerusalem and Asia. And many historians credit Paul's journey and heeding the Macedonian call with the spread of Christianity into Europe and the Western world. So essentially for anyone here who's of European descent, your ancestors got to know Christ today because of this journey. But it's really about more than that. A whole lot happens in Macedonia. Lydia is converted, 
And we hear next week about the deliverance of a fortune-telling, spirit-possessed slave girl. Paul and Silas were imprisoned in Philippi, but God turns that around for good and uses it to convert the whole jailer's household. And Paul preaches in Oropagus of Athens. Paul planted several churches on his Macedonian journey. Local bodies of believers were established in Philippi, Thessalonica, and Corinth. These churches were really important in the growth of the early church and enjoyed a long-term relationship with the apostles. Five of the New Testament epistles were written to these churches. Imagine your Bible without 1st and 2nd Corinthians, without 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, and without Philippians. The history of the church and of the world forever changed because of the God-given dream known as the Macedonian call. Now, I know I'm a history nerd, so of course, I think all of this is really important and interesting. But some of you may be thinking, so what? So what? Besides an epic tale of travel and perseverance and following the guidance of the Holy Spirit, what does any of this have to do with me and my life right now? Well, to dive more particularly into our tale for today, we reveal some key truths. Ministry is a team effort. It's not one guy or one gal going off to convert a bunch of folks. The Spirit is already at work, guiding not just the missionary, but the people who are already there at work, listening for God and working out as best they can. Notice Paul goes out on the Sabbath day to the river, where he supposes people will be at prayer. And sure enough, he finds them. Rivers and springs and even wells were sources of life-giving water and were the natural gathering places for society pre-plumbing. And the Sabbath day was a wonderful and natural time to find people not just at work, not just gossiping around the water cooler, but gathering for prayer. So they go out and they sit down among them and they find women and Lydia, a worshiper of God. Now, wait a minute. If you think back to that reading from Acts, Paul is led by the Spirit to see a vision of a man pleading for him to come, but he encounters a group of women. Why? Well, I think this is a case of the Holy Spirit meeting Paul where he's at, in the midst of his biases. Remember, not that long ago, Paul was Saul and killing and murdering Christians. Paul was raised in a patriarchal society where the forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all of the priests were male and of the line of Aaron. I don't know about you, but sometimes in my life, if God gives me all the details of who I'm supposed to go to and what I'm supposed to do, sometimes me and my little sinful free will over here go, I don't think so. God, in an act of divine wisdom, gives Paul a nudge in the right direction that looks like what he's expecting. Paul goes to Macedonia, seeing the image of the man, and by following the Holy Spirit, Paul goes where he needs to go, and then Paul uses his human-empowered wisdom to go to the river, because he knows by the Holy Spirit that down to the river to pray is more than just a catchy song lyric. It's good wisdom. 
The Sabbath day is a great day to find people who already have a foundation in following the one true God. And so by following all of these nudges of the Holy Spirit, Paul finds Lydia, a wealthy female business owner from Theatria. And we know she's wealthy because purple cloth was the most expensive good in society at that time. And she's there supporting not just herself, but an entire household of people. Lydia wasn't the person Paul was expecting, but she was exactly the person that Paul needed. And the Spirit provided for him because she just so happened to be already favorably disposed to God, just so happened to be wealthy enough to support a whole household and also Paul's missionary journey. She just so happened to have a home strategically located to reach all the other areas of Asia Minor and Greece. And as a cloth trader, she just so happened to already have relationships with merchants and sailors that carried her goods and now would also carry Paul on his journey. And she just so happened to have political capital and relationships to help intercede on Paul's behalf when he ends up in prison. So isn't it nice that Paul just so happened to meet her? Friends, the thing that I want you to take away from all of this is that God loves you incredibly much and wants you to succeed in following him, so much so that he is already preparing a whole series of just so happens, a whole series of people who will help you to do the work that God has for you to do. The challenge and the obstacle in all of this is that we have to take the time to listen. We have to make time and space for God in our lives to speak. And then when we get a nudge or even a full-blown vision, we have to obey step by step, trusting that God will reveal the next part when it's time. We have to cooperate. And we have to use our divine gifts of human wisdom and reason if we're looking for God to show up, it's good to look for him at the places and on the days and at the times that we can expect him to be found. I don't know about you, but I highly recommend Sundays at 8, 9, 30, 11, and 7. But the flip side of the coin is, it really isn't always about us. Sometimes we're not meant to be the missionary. Sometimes we're not meant to be the speaker, but God has equipped us and provided us to support others. Imagine not only if Paul hadn't gone to Macedonia, but also what would have happened if Lydia hadn't opened her heart, her home, and her support. We quite possibly wouldn't be here. Ministry is a team effort. It takes teamwork. Paul needed Luke as his companion on the journey, and it took a whole team to be prepared in each of the cities where Paul went. Here at the Messiah family, it takes a team of us to not just worship on Sunday, but have music, bulletins, children, youth, nursery, clean floors, and toilet paper in the stalls. It's all important. But ministry also needs support. Without Lydia, Paul couldn't have reached the world. He couldn't have gone on his 2,800-mile journey. 
Now, not to toot my own horn here, but without me, Father Tom couldn't have gone off on his wonderful journey of Sabbath and renewal and deeper learning so that he can come back to us with a new vision to take us into the next phase of our time together as a Messiah family. But really, without you, without you, I and the Messiah family couldn't keep going. So thank you so much for your teamwork. Thank you for the ways that you partner and support our ministries with your time, talent, and treasure. I want to extend a special thank you to the mostly men who were wonderful helpers this week as we got all new chairs. And we moved 400 new chairs in and 230 old, somewhat broken chairs out and then did it all again because we realized there was a wedding that the slipcovers only fit the old chairs. You all were saints. You know who you are, and thank you. I certainly couldn't have done it. Isn't it wonderful that by God and the Holy Spirit, we just so happen to be here together on this journey? But really, friends, there are no just so happens. There are no coincidences. These are God incidences, and when we are open to them, we will find them all along our way, all along our lives, and at every step of the journey, just like Paul. <laughs>